Welcome to the Monday edition of Off the Wire Daily. I am your host, host Noel Olin, aka the Cajun Libertarian. Um, so I've been fussed at a little bit here lately for talking too fast. So I'm going to try to slow things down a little bit. Um, so if I stutter or stumble, yeah, you'll you'll figure out why. Because um, I wound up kind of talking like I read. And if, when you're doing something like this and you're literally putting out a daily show, you have to read so much content. So you have to just blow through the material as fast as you can. And I wind up talking in the same manner of which I'm reading. And some people just don't like that. And a lot of people do actually like to listen to the shows on ex extra speed to get through them quicker. I know that's very popular. And you literally cannot times my show up even by a half because you just won't be able to understand because I talk too fast. So anyway. Before we get started, please like the show, share it with your friends, hit the notifications bell so that every time I go live, you'll know about it. Follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Please leave me a five-star review. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, again, with the notifications bell, and then follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, where I got several posts going wildly viral on that app now. So, all right, do all those things, please, and thank you. So today, we have a kind of a, a special show for you, as I have my first anchor call in in a very, very long time, and it's the app's name is now spotify for podcasters so if you want to leave it it'll give you at least 60 set or at a max 60 seconds but you can call multiple times and leave multiple messages if you want to but you can go to my twitter bio the anchor.fm channels right there you can click it and leave me a voice message and you can um oh there it is or you can just go to spotify for podcasters or anchor.fm i think backslash Let's see. I think I have it right here. Yep. Backslash the Cajun Libertarian. And if you want to leave me an anchor call in, then you can do that. I would very much appreciate them. I will play them live on the air as I am going to play this one shortly from a doctor who tells me I'm wrong. So this should be outstanding. Lots of fun. We also have a hilarious story of, um, from the media. So we'll go one of, you know, kind of a pretty popular segment. It's brand new, but but it's, it's, it's doing well. It's called The Current State of Our Media is an Absolute Dumpster Fire. This one's pretty hilarious. And then I have some great news coming from the SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States. Some really, really good news there from a story that most of you will recognize. I covered a while back. Finally made its way up to SCOTUS and definitely, definitely a win. So um, we're going to talk about that as well. First, let's start off with the funny because why not? And then we'll do the call-in and then we'll get to the good news. Let me see. I, I should have... A funny video to play i always do let's see let's see let's see um hmm i don't know which one is funny and which one isn't so i'll just play the last one here we go so no for all those republicans in congress criticizing me today for high gas prices in america are you now saying we were wrong to support ukraine are you saying we were wrong to stand up to putin are you saying that we would rather have lower gas prices in America and Putin's iron fist in Europe? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, super yeah. We get, wait, we get cheaper gas? Yeah. Why yeah. would you even ask that question? Was this an option the whole time? <laughs> I'm going, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. My vote is, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. All right, let's get to it. So, the current state of our media, an absolute dumpster fire. This is from Huffington Post, 525 of this year. So, literally four days ago. Men, you should be sitting down to pee for your health. First off, 
hard pass. No, not going to happen. But let's talk about it. Men, grab a seat, take a load off. No, we're not talking about having a rest on the sofa. We're talking about sitting down the next time you head to the loo for a wee. Obviously, this is written by Brits, and they're going to um, cite a couple of British sources here. And that's where the survey was taken, I believe. Let us explain. YouGov. Or, I'm sorry, just YouGov conducted a 13-country study on men's peeing preferences internationally, and it turns out that just 24% of British men particularly <laughs> regularly partake in a sit-down wee. This is what happens when I try to slow down. I just, I don't know. My brain is uh, doesn't function as well. So what, you might ask? Well, it turns out there's actually a whole host of health benefits you could be missing out on if you choose to stand when you urinate. According to the data gathered by YouGov, British men are among the least likely to sit for a wee internationally with 33% saying they never do so. Yeah, that's it. Only 33% say that they don't sit down to pee. What? I want to talk to the 67%. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, well, uh, I do sit down to pee for the number two, right? Because you're already... You're already sitting down. So here's a funny joke that just came. I didn't even think I was going to say this. This came out of nowhere. That's funny. Um, let me see if I can re- recall it just right. It's not always poo-poo time when it's pee-pee time, but it's always pee-pee time when it's poo-poo time. All right, let's keep going. You're welcome for that joke. <laughs> Quote, sitting down is a better option for men with prostate conditions or men who can't just stand up for a long time, he explained. Quote, a lot of guys sit to pee if they can't fully evacuate their bladder. When you sit down, you can use your abdominal muscles more and you get your last few squirts out and you feel like you emptied better or something. At least that's what they're saying. Uh, Scientific research backs up Mills too. In 2014, researchers from the Department of Urology at Leiden University Medical Center discovered that sitting down to pee allowed men to empty their bladders faster and more effectively. Another pro of a sit-down pee is that you don't have to worry about getting urine on the floor. Yeah, well, I'm 40 years old. It's been a long time since I've had that worry. Like, like I can I can aim at 40 years of practice or 39. If you don't count the diapers, 38, whatever. Another pro sitting down, you don't, you're on the floor. Mill said, quote, when you're getting, when you're sitting, you've got better aim. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I guess for my toddler, but I'm making pee outside. If you're sitting in the right place, then chances are you will get it in the right place. That is an actual quote. So grab a seat. The next time nature calls your bladder and housemates will probably thank you for it. Eh, no, thanks. Not going to sit down when I pee. No. All right. So I have an anchor message from a doctor, Mr. Dr. Allen. He's telling me I'm wrong. So let's listen. You're simply wrong on this one. There's nothing nefarious going on here. I'm a doctor of nurse anesthesia practice, and I've seen these pelvic exams save lives when they do it preoperatively or intraoperatively. Again, you're simply wrong on this one. Not that you're not right about most things, but this one, you're wrong. So, a couple of days ago, I did an 
entire segment off the wire daily about pelvic exams being performed on women that were anesthetized unconscious and without their consent so dr allen i want to say first and foremost very much appreciate the call extremely very much and you sound very respectful even saying like not that i'm right about most things or not that i'm not right about most things right insinuating that he he concurs with me and agrees with me on most topics but on this one he's saying i'm simply wrong doctor you're absolutely correct about medical pelvic exams being life-saving operations at times right i never disputed that whatsoever that was not my concern also specific to the show was not preoperative pelvic exams because if it were preoperative that would imply consent because the patient was conscious intraoperative different story but again it's not the pelvic exam that i have an issue with i have been a part of pelvic exams as a previous medical professional in the military and prior right i guess you're 100 right they can save lives my issue is intraoperatively without the consent of the woman or patient in general, especially under anesthesia, which you are a doctor of. You said doctor of anesthesia and nurse practice, practices, I believe. So you would know that while under anesthesia, you should, you know, look, at, and I, I think you do. I think there's just a, a, a misunderstanding of where the issue that I have lies. It lies with the lack of consent, right? And that would have to come in the form of intraoperative because the person would be anesthetized and unconscious and unable to give consent at the time of the pelvic exam, right? That's my concern. Not the pelvic exam. As I said, I've been a part of those with consent. And this could be on the consent form on the preoperative uh, exam, right? Every time you go into surgery and if you're going to be anesthetized, obviously you're going in for surgery you know, some sort of in invasive procedure. Then right there on that medical form, say staff may conduct a pelvic exam if they deem it necessary for education purposes, for life-saving purposes, uh, or otherwise, right? And you can check that little box. Yes, I consent. Or no, I don't consent. Do not look at my genitalia while I'm unconscious, right? That's where the problem lies. Dr. Allen, again, thank you very, very much for the call-in. I appreciate it. I very much think it's just a misunderstanding because, once again, I cannot state this, overstate this. Yes, public exams can and have saved a lot of lives. Down for that with consent. <laughs> that's a, just the, that, that part, that's the part that matters, right? <laughs> like consent and knowingly consenting to it, right? Okay, so... Moving on. Again, please leave me a voice message. If you, I love the ones that disagree. So please, I will vet them. Please do not curse because there are families that watch this show. A lot of them, right? They may have their kids in the car. So no cussing. Please keep it professional and adult. Even if it's funny, you know, you can leave me a funny voice call in. That's great. I'll play it. I will vet all of them to make sure that they're acceptable for my show. Now, Again, anchor.fm slash the Cajun Libertarian or go to my Twitter bio. They're the easiest way. Go to my Twitter handle. Go to my bio. The anchor.fm link is right there. Just click it and then leave me a voice message. You get 60 seconds. You can leave back-to-back -back messages if you've got a point that will take more than 60 seconds. And I will play all of them so long as it is acceptable for a PG rating. All right. Moving on. 
as we end the show today, uh, some outstanding news. Supreme Court sides with grandmother who lost home equity because of back taxes. Now, if you remember a couple of months ago, I talked about this because this is an egregious case, right? The city, this lady's like 94 years old. She owns her home, right? And she was like $2,500 um, behind on taxes. Now, the city comes in, slaps on a bunch of interest and fees, brings it up to $15,000, takes the home, auctions it off for $40,000, and keeps all the cash. Like, whoa. yeah, your, your reaction is the same as mine. This is from USA Today, 525. Same as that other goofy article, sit down when you pee, man. <laughs> Kick rocks. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> no, no. Kick rocks. Kick rocks. Yes, not going to sit down when I pee. All right. Um, here's a picture of the lady, by the way. Extraordinarily just sweet old grandma lady. 94 years old. Love that picture. And I'm probably, you know, very biased because I hate this stuff, but this is a win. The Supreme Court on Thursday unanimously sided with a 94-year-old grandmother who lost her home to foreclosure and then lost the equity she had in the property when the county sold it and kept the profit. A Minnesota county sold Geraldine Tyler's condo for $40,000. Instead of returning the $25,000 difference between the sales price and what she owed in back taxes, the county pocketed the balance, and use the extra money for forest development, county parks, and recreational programs. Yes, I'm sure none of that money went into the hands of the corrupt politicians doing this. I mean, this is very much akin to like uh, civil asset forfeiture and eminent domain, two of the most egregious practices by a government that's supposed to be a quote-unquote constitutional republic. You can't just seize people's property just because you say so. I mean, you're not supposed to. That's what Stalin did. That's, that's what Mao did. That's what Hitler did. You know, that list goes on and on. But we're supposed to be a free country where the government can't just take your property when they want to. Now, in this case, they use the um, the back taxes and property taxes that she was falling behind to um, try and excuse this truly egregious behavior. So... Uh, but luckily, Supreme Court sides with the grandmother. But there's a few other details that need to be recognized here because I think this won't be the end of this case. A Minnesota county uh, sold Geraldine Tyler. Oh, I said that. Sorry. In a unanimous decision handed down less than a month later after the justices heard arguments, Chief Justice John Roberts held that the Tyler had a plausible case that the county violated the Constitution's takings clause. Quote, the taxpayer must render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. That's a biblical quote quote, by the way, by Jesus himself. The taxpayer must render under Caesar, render unto Caesar. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Wow. What is Caesar's but no more, Roberts wrote. Tyler also argued that the fines assessed by the county are excessive in violation of the Eighth Amendment. Tyler owed about $2,300 in back taxes, but with penalties and interest, her obligation grew to $15,000. The court declined to address that issue, but Justice Neil Gorsuch, 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 joined by Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, wrote separately to raise concerns about how the lower courts had decided the fines were not excessive. The case is Tyler versus Hennepin County, and it's right outside of uh, St. Louis. So um, I like these two writings by KBJ, Ketanji Brown Jackson, and Neil Gorsuch, and I hope that they take that further. So we'll be monitoring 
But um, other than that, absolutely great news. We'll leave it right there. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, huge salute, especially as a veteran, to all the fallen soldiers that fought and died for what they thought was freedom. But for the most part, what we found out was just blood money. And that's horrific. That's horrific. And, and that that sucks. That hurts. But it's the truth. Ever since the implementation of the Federal Reserve, we've been in countless war. And all these people, think about all of the widows these wars have created. Think about all of the orphans these wars have created. And not just American wives and children. All across the globe. Just truly the most disgusting behavior that the world's ever seen is war. Without a doubt. The fact that in a civilized society in 2023, we just accept that we're supposed to be, well, war just happens. Um, No, it doesn't have to, and it needs to end. So yes, we can celebrate all of the fallen soldiers that died at the hands of these truly, truly evil people and warmongers that are happy to send your sons and daughters into wars to fight for their oil money or their blood money or their natural resource money whatever that is, but it's very rarely, if ever, for your freedom. We'll leave it right there. Galatians 2.20, and I am out.